Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk in daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. So how many people are enjoying this series so far? A couple people, that's good. How many people this morning, you have your hand out? Wave your hand out at me. Wave it at me. Grab your hand out, wave it at me. All right. I just want to remind you from my heart why we give these out. This isn't so you can fill in the blanks and just take some notes. It's not just so we can cut down a tree. It's the purpose of it is for you to grow throughout the week. We truly believe, and I believe that you are just like me. We have some of our favorite speakers that we'll listen to online, that we'll listen to on our phones, and and we subscribe to their podcasts, and we'll listen to some of their messages multiple times. Well, I'm weird enough to believe that I believe that God speaks through me and through the rest of our staff to you, that if you listen more than once, that it'll actually help encounter your life. Um, And that's not because of who I am, but just who Jesus is. And so we give you these so that you will fill in the blanks, that you will grow throughout the week, that as Pastor said last week, it'll help you produce fruit in your life. And so our prayer is that throughout this summer, it's not just a summer series, it's not just something that you are listening to, but it's something that you're actually trying to grow through. Because I believe, and as the team here at the church, we believe that as we teach this and as we truly try to watch the fruit of the Spirit grow in our lives, that by us growing fruit in our lives, that we can shift and change our workplaces, our communities, and our city. And so this is why we do this. And just want you to know, when I'm not speaking, I'm taking notes. I'm listening. I, I listen to the sermons that are spoke here. If you want to feel something weird, listen to yourself speak. All right, but I listen because I believe that God will speak and I will believe that God will teach. And so that is why we do what we do. Anybody ever hear the saying, random act of kindness? Few people. See, random acts of kindness is like paying it forward. We've heard of that is when you're driving through Timmy's and all of a sudden anybody drive through Timmy's and pull up to the window and they hand you a coffee and they say, Don't worry about it. The car in front of you paid for it. Anybody? Isn't that great? Now, see, here's the question. How many of you pay for the vehicle behind you or just drive away? (laughs) There's hands up. I don't know which one you do. But it's, it's that question, right? And so it's random acts of kindness. What is it that we do? Sometimes... I don't know about you, but it's receiving a free cup of coffee. It's going to a restaurant and all of a sudden finding out your bill's been looked after and you don't have to pay. It's these simple things of random acts of kindness that allow people to feel something different. And we understand that as we do these things, we are doing them because we want people to know how much they're loved. Sometimes it's as simple as two cars, you in one and somebody else in the other, coming for the same parking spot. And how many people know it's close? You don't have to walk far. And allowing the other person to have it. See, for some of you, that's not a big deal. I got short legs. That's a far walk for me. I always say that I should get a blue sticker for my car because it's like 
short, I'm vertically challenged. When you say challenge, it's more of a disability, and then so I don't have to walk so far. Because one of my steps is like, one of your steps is like two or three of mine. And so it's closer for me. But letting other people have the parking spot. Letting other people have what you want. See, we've received random acts of kindness in our lives. And because of that, it encourages us to show other people because we know how much, it, how much it shows us love and appreciation. We are in the midst of selling one of our cars and it's our, our nitro and our nitro was actually a gift to us. <laughs> See me after. Uh, but we went to somebody's house. They invited us over for coffee. And schedule-wise, it turned into dinner instead of coffee, which ended up actually being a steak dinner, which is even just more heavenly. And then as we were finishing dinner, actually as we walked through the door, the couple says, hey, we just really wanted to have you over today, and we needed to have you over today because we really felt that God wanted you to have our nitro. And right there, they hand us the ownership. And see, what you have to realize is not only is that an act of kindness, and we were praying for a vehicle because the one we were driving just was on its last legs, and we were praying and saying, God, you need to provide something. And, and Melissa thought I was weird because I do these things, and I was driving by dealerships, and I'd just be like, that one there, Lord. And i just keep driving. And so all of a sudden, when they gave us this, Here's what you need to understand. Not only did God provide a vehicle for us, but I remember when Dodge Nitros first came out. And I remember seeing them, and it was just a vehicle that I just fell in love with. I don't know why. Because I'm not even a car guy. But I was just like, man, I really like the look of those. And so not only did God bless us, but just because he could, he gave the one I always wanted. And so you have to realize... As dads in the rooms, as moms in the rooms, when it comes to Christmas, when it comes to our kids' birthdays, when we go shopping for them, when we go to buy them something, we already know what it is they want. And if we can buy it for them, we're not going to buy the second best. If we can, we are going to buy them the best. And if we're going to do that, why wouldn't our Heavenly Father? So not only did he give me a car, but he gave me the one I always wanted, just because he could. And these are the things that God wants to do in and through you. God wants to show random acts of kindness to yourself and to others around you. He wants to speak through you. He wants to use you to show his kindness to other people. Our verse that we've been going through in our series, Galatians 5.22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. This week we're looking at kindness. Kindness. The Greek word for kindness, let's see if I get this right, teristates. And it means goodness, honesty, uprightness, the quality of being warm-hearted, considerate, humane, gentle, sympathetic, a kind deed, a quality or state of being. Kindness, the word actually just means being humane. Just being human, being nice, being sympathetic for others. 
See, sometimes we see honesty and we think, well, that means I just got to tell you what's wrong with you. No, honesty means sharing love. The Dictionary Bible of Themes, it actually defines kindness as this. The quality of compassion and generosity, characteristics of God's dealings towards the weak and the poor and demanded of believers. The kindness is also shown in the word and deed, in the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. See, I think this is interesting because it says that it's shown in the words of Jesus, but also in his deeds. See, it's one thing for me to tell you if you have some, a need in your life. It's one thing, Mike, it's one thing for me to say to you, I'm praying that God meets your need. When maybe you just need a sweater and I've got five at home. It's one thing to find out that your neighbor just needs some milk and you're like, I'll be praying that God just meets that need. And God's looking at you going, I want to, it's through you. In his words and his deeds, in our actions. I like the fact that in this definition, it actually states that it's demanded of believers. It takes away the whole idea of, well, I just don't feel like it. It takes away this, well, I'm not really feeling that way today. Colossians, pastor read this last week, Colossians 3.12, it says this, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. We're to clothe ourselves. We're to put it on. How many people know that when you put something on, you make a choice to put it on? Right? You decide what you're going to put on. And so for our kindness, for our compassion, for our humility and gentleness and patience, it's a choice that we make. And as I was going through this, as I was preparing for this, I looked up some quotes just online. And Chad, I don't actually have the quotes, so I'll need you to put them on the screen, screen one at a time. And here's the one. A little more kindness, a little less judgment. When we think of kindness... More kindness to people, less judgment. Next one. Be the reason someone smiles today. Today is Sunday. You didn't know that. I encourage you today to make this decision right now. I want to be the reason that someone smiles today. Be that today. Cause somebody to smile. Act with kindness but do not expect gratitude. See, it's one thing for me to give Mike a sweater when I'm standing here waiting for him to pat me on the back or tell everybody else I did it for him. Show kindness, but don't expect anything in return. Next one, Chad. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul. Proverbs 6, 16, 24. Kind words are like honey. Sweet to us. How many people like being complimented? Either like most of you don't or you're just lying in the house of God. (laughs) How many people here like to be complimented? There we go. Still people hands down. So you guys just don't want to be complimented. That's all right. I would have both hands up. If you're not sure, ask your spouse. They'll know if you like words of affirmation. Choose being kind over being right, and you'll be right every time. 
I know, I like that one. That's why it's the last one. Choose being kind over being right, and you'll be right every time. See, as pastor shared last week, life is all about choices. Right here it says choose. So you have, a, you have the ability every day to choose. What do you want to do? Do you want to show kindness? Or do you want to be a jerk? This, the, you have these choices. When somebody cuts you off in traffic, are you going to smile? Or are you going to wave? When somebody's mean to you, are you how are you going to respond? See, Pastor explained this last week. Because some of us think if I don't, if I do something that I don't feel, I'm hypocritical. If I'm being kind, but inside I don't feel like being kind, I'm being hypocritical. But that's not true. I started thinking about when you said it, Pastor, I started thinking about it because I was like, how many times do we believe we're being hypocritical if we're doing something we don't feel inside? But we only relate that to our walk with Christ. Because let me rhyme off something that came to me. I don't ever think this, just so you know. But I don't want to go to work. But I do. Everybody wake up in the morning, you don't feel like going to work? Anybody? Yeah, more hands up now. <laughs> but you still go. Are you being hypocritical? Or are you being responsible? I don't want to go to church. See, none of you said it this morning. But you go, or maybe you did, but you came. <laughs> How many people have said this? I don't want to go to the gym, or I don't want to exercise. Anybody? Now, don't raise your hand for this one. But then you do, because you know it's healthy for you. Are you being hypocritical, or are you just being healthy? I don't want to go home. But if I don't go home, who's going to look after my kids? So I go home. Are we being hypocritical or are we being responsible? Are we doing what we know we are supposed to do? Right? In all of these areas, we know that what we're doing is not hypocritical. We're making a choice even though we don't feel like it. And so there's times in our lives where we need to put on the fruit of the Spirit. We need to do things that God has asked us to do. Not because I feel like it, but because God asked me to. So I'm supposed to love my neighbor. Even though maybe I don't want to at the moment. I'm supposed to love the person sitting beside me. Turn to the person beside you and say, I love you. Now let's make it awkward. Turn to the other person beside you and say, I love you second. <laughs> but see, it's fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit grows in us because we're connected to the Lord. It's not something we have to do. It's not something we have to try to do. Yes, we need to make choices, but think about the apple trees outside. An apple tree produces apples because it's an apple tree. 
if I'm truly a Christian, if I'm truly like Christ, if I'm truly wanting to grow to be more like Christ, the fruit of the Spirit will just begin to come out of me. I'll just begin to be kind. I'll begin to be patient. Begin to love more. Begin to have more joy. So what stops us from kindness? Counting is one. If you're wondering what I mean by counting. Counting however many times that one person has wronged you. But Chad, it's not the first time. Do you know in the last five years they've done it 20 times? I keep count. Today is 21. And we've all seen these people. Because it's not us, right? It's not me, it's not you. It's people beside us that we love anyway. They keep count, not us. See, Lamentations 3, 22, it says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassion never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. God shows us mercy every day, so we should extend that mercy to others. We should show their love. We should show them love. We should pour out on them kindness. Isaiah 43, 25 says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. If I think about the many times that I've sinned against the Lord and that he forgives me and he does not remember them, how much more should I extend that to others? How much more should I extend that mercy to others and that kindness? See, the next time that you're sitting and you're complaining about somebody in your life, stop for a moment. First off, realize most likely you're offended. You need to deal with the spirit of offense. Second, has this event happened within at least the last month? Which still we have to deal with the offense, but if it's over a month... If it's a couple years, if it's a couple decades, we may really need to seek the Lord and begin to say, Father, I really have unforgiveness in my heart. Because when I think of this person, I still today tell people about the situation and I realize at this moment it was two years ago. It was a year ago. It was a decade ago. But when I think of the person, I think of this. And we need to extend forgiveness and release them from the hurt. Realize that you are counting and not forgiving. It's something to make ourselves aware of. Am I counting or am I forgiving? Am I extending kindness? There's always, there's a why behind the what. There's a why behind the what. Realize one of the first things that when somebody hurts somebody, it's because of something in their lives. Finish the sentence for me. Hurt people. Right? Hurt people. Hurt people. 
And so we understand that when somebody lashes out at me, it is my natural response to want to lash back. I'm not going to tell you anything different. It's my natural response. But if we stop for a moment and we care more about the person than what they are doing, we may see and look to see if something's deeper. What is happening in their lives? What if we stop judging those who hurt us? Romans 2 says this, starting with verse 1. You therefore have no excuses, you who pass judgment on someone else, for at, the, for at what, whatever point you judge another, you are condemning yourself. Because you who pass judgment do the same thing. Now we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So when you, a mere human being, Pass judgment on them and yet do the same things. Do you think you will escape God's judgment? Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? God's kindness is where it has led you and I to repentance and into a relationship with God. It's his kindness, it's his forgiveness that has drawn us close to him. Could you imagine if all of us in this room, all Christ followers, showed the same mercy and grace that we received from God, if we showed it to others, how that kindness would lead them to a relationship with Jesus? We pray for people to receive Christ as their Lord and Savior. What we need to do is show them his love and his kindness and his mercy by extending that from ourselves not saying to them, well, God forgives you, but I don't. By forgiving because God forgives us. And extending that forgiveness. What if we remember that everyone who acts badly is actually hurting in some way? Third reason that we should extend kindness in this sense is we reap what we sow. Luke 6, 36 says this, you must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. Verse 37, do not judge others or you, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others or it will all come back against you. Forgive others and you will be forgiven. Matthew 7 Verse 1 says, do not judge others and you will not be judged for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you, you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. Jesus is telling us the way that we judge others, the way, the standard that we hold everybody else to is the standard that we'll be held to. I don't know about you, but that makes me want to lower my standard very fast. It makes me want to take what I expect of everybody else to drop it low because I don't know about you, but when I mess up, when I make mistakes, you know, guys, when I don't follow directions, but I take a different route because it's just a nature drive, I want my wife to show me mercy, which she does. But then if she gets lost, I need to show her the same mercy. When our boss makes a mistake, do we criticize and judge? Do we 
talk to our coworkers about them? Or do we show them mercy because when we make a mistake, I know most of you don't ever make mistakes, but at work you might once in a while, that you want your boss to extend the same mercy and the same grace. Because as we extend it, we receive it. The seed that we plant is a fruit that we grow. If you plant mercy, you will receive mercy. If you plant judgment, you will receive judgment. If you want a friend in your life, be friendly. Whatever we plant is what we will receive. When we choose, it's a choice. When we choose to show kindness, we are showing the fruit of the Spirit. And this will set us apart. This will make us different to our coworkers and our neighbors. So different ways that we can show kindness. Acts 4, starting at verse 8, just 8 and 9, says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today on an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed. Here Peter's saying, if we're being called to give an account on showing kindness, this is right after they were thrown in jail for healing somebody. Can you imagine if what we saw online or if we saw on the news was Christians having to explain our actions because we were so kind that people didn't understand it? Instead of trying to explain all the other stuff? Can you imagine when people started asking you questions? Hey, I don't understand why you do these things. You're so kind. You're so merciful. It's just Jesus living in me and through me. It doesn't have to be big things. Acts 28 says in verse 1 and 2, Once safely ashore, we found out that the island was called Malata, and the islanders showed us unusual kindness. What did they do? They built a fire and welcomed us because it was raining and cold. Showed unusual kindness. I don't know you, but back in the, de the definition by the uh, biblical theme, it said, humane. When it's raining and cold, inviting somebody to come to your fire or come inside, to me, that's just humane. But it's showing kindness. Paul says, unusual kindness. They built a fire and met a simple need. Titus 3, it says in verse 1, Remind the people to be subject to the rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready, to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always be gentle toward everyone. At one time, we were all, we were foolish, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared. He saved us, not because of righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. Every one of us here has been saved because of his kindness, and now he asks us to show it to others. Show kindness so they can receive his kindness and come into a relationship with him. 
Joyce Myers writes in one of her blogs, she writes this, I don't even think we realize how many people walk among us every day who feel lonely or insignificant and have had little or no experience with unconditional love. They are not accustomed to getting anything free or receiving anything, receive anything they have not earned or deserved. I think doing things for people just to be a blessing for no other reason is an amazing way to show God's love. Just by doing nice things is an amazing way to show God's love. So this week I encourage you, start today. My challenge to us as a church is to begin this week. So as you walk out these doors, to begin to flood Stratford and the surrounding area with random acts of kindness. Even now. See, we, I love the fact that some clapped and some didn't, and here's why. I think some that clapped are excited to go and do random acts of kindness. I think some of us in the room want our neighbors and our coworkers to be saved through prayer, not through action. Just calling a spade a spade for a moment. We want our light to shine as long as it's through prayer and not through action. Because see, it's simple. It is very simple to smile at our neighbors. It's very simple to show kindness. But here's the thing, and it goes back to exactly what you said last week, Pastor. We have to choose to put it on. And this morning... Now, at this moment, you face a choice. Are you going to begin to wear the fruit of the Spirit? Or are we going to say to one another, it's great service, and head on our way, and nothing change? See, I believe that I live in the house I live in because my neighbors aren't saved. I believe I'm there because they need to see the fruit of the Spirit. And so I don't teach this to you. I don't exp- express this to you because it's something that I'm, I've conquered, but it's something that I'm doing. And these random acts of kindness for the next week are going to be challenged for me. But I'm going to ask the Lord every day, what can I do today to make somebody smile? You can give somebody a parking spot like we talked about. You can cut your neighbor's lawn. You can carry somebody's groceries. You can hold a door open for somebody. You can pay for somebody's coffee or lunch. We can do these random acts of kindness. And what I'm actually going to put onto our webpage, or Pastor Carlo is going to put on our webpage, is a 30-day random acts of kindness challenge. And it just walks through all different things that you can do. So if you're like, I don't even know where to begin, Chad, it's going to be on our webpage. You can go to the first day. And oddly enough, August 1st is just a couple days away. So it's easy to follow. And I challenge you, not just to hear a message. I challenge you to go and to change your neighborhood. Because of the kindness that God has extended to you. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you help us, that Holy Spirit, you help us with kindness.
Because, Father, our flesh wants revenge. It wants to criticize. It wants to judge. But, Holy Spirit, you want us to extend kindness. So help us in every situation, help us in every moment of the day to choose to put on kindness, to extend that to others. That, Father, through our kindness, they're drawn to you, that they draw closer to you because of the kindness that we share. Help us to be kind. Help us to become more like you. Draw us closer, Father God. Help the kindness just naturally come through us. If you're here this morning and you heard me talking about a relationship with Jesus Christ. And you're here this morning and you're like, Chad, I don't have a relationship with Christ. And so this kindness that you say will flow through me will just naturally come through me. I don't have that connection. And so if you're here this morning and you want to... connect to the Lord, if you've never committed your life to Jesus Christ, and you're here this morning, and this morning you say, I would like to start a relationship with Jesus Christ. If that's you this morning, with every eye closed, just raise your hand up. I just want to pray with you this morning. Thank you. Anybody else want to join this gentleman? Anybody else want to accept Jesus for the first time? Maybe you're here and you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior before, but at this moment, you're a little bit distanced from him. And you feel like it's time to come back and get your relationship right with the Lord, to recommit your life to Jesus Christ. If that's you this morning, with every eye closed, just raise your hand. I just want to pray with you this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else want to join these five? Just say, I just want to recommit my life to the Lord this morning. If I could just get everybody to stand to your feet. For those that raise their hand, I'm going to ask you to take another step. And what I'd like you to do, if you raise your hand, I'd like you to just come and join me at the front. If you raise your hand, come and just stand here at the front with me. As they come, let's just give them a hand. Give them a hand. Encourage them this morning. Here's what I want you to do. I'd like you to turn to your neighbor standing beside you, and I'd like you to just ask them for a moment. Because in the moments of raising our hands, even in the moments of coming forward, the enemy likes to discourage. And so just turn to your neighbor and ask them, if you would like to go forward, if you need to go forward, I will go with you. Turn to your neighbors, ask them this morning. See if somebody beside you needs to come. And when, if they say yes, come with them. Bring them forward with you. I get some of the prayer team just to come and stand with some of the people up here. As the prayer team comes, I just want to take a moment. The reason I ask you to turn to your neighbor is even though you might live with that person, you may not know what's happened this week. 
And the reason I asked you to ask them is because maybe they don't want to come forward because they're nervous. Maybe they're nervous of what you might even think. And so by us asking them kindly, if you need to go forward, I will go with you sincerely, out of love. They may have the courage to come forward because you've asked them. That's why I ask you to do it. And so those that are at the front and everybody standing here, I'm just going to lead through a prayer and I'd like everybody just to repeat it. And say it from our hearts. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. This morning I receive his love. I admit that I am a sinner. And I receive Jesus' forgiveness. I receive his blood to wash me clean. And now I am a son and daughter of the Lord. Help me to follow you for the rest of my life. I want to serve you forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's just give them a hand again. If you're standing with somebody, if you're standing with somebody at the front, just talk to them for a minute, see if you can get their name, maybe even get a phone number so you can connect with them, or if you get their information, give it to me. I'd love to connect with them. And we just want to pray to dismiss our service, but I want to remind us, as we seek the Lord, as we seek to see him move in our services and our presence, that we need to always remember the Bible tells us that no greater miracle, no greater miracle than a soul being saved to Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that when one, when one comes to know the Lord, paraphrasing, but a party happens in heaven, they celebrate. And that is why we clap. That is why we celebrate. Because the Lord says that they celebrate. And he celebrates. So why shouldn't we? Amen? Amen. Father, I thank you for your spirit. I thank you, Lord, how you speak to us and through us. I praise you, Father, for the way you changed lives and hearts this morning. Father, I pray for everybody at this front, Lord, who's given their heart to you for the first time or recommitted their lives to you. That, Father, you love them. Father, the ones that weren't able or are too nervous to come forward, Lord, I pray that even where they're at, that you meet them and you speak to them and you tell them how much you love them. That Holy Spirit, as people walk through these doors of this church, they sense your presence and they just feel accepted and loved. And so, Father, I thank you for your presence. Lord, I pray you bless everyone in this room and I pray, Lord, that they become the light for you as everywhere they go. Let them show kindness, Lord, and let them be the fruit of the Spirit to everybody they encounter. In your name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.